Hello, Guru Fateh. Welcome to the Sitcast. My name is Manpreet Singh. Thank you for being with us. We are here with our Sabbath of the Month series for celebrating Nanak Shai 50-50 this year. And with me, I have Inikar. Inikar, thank you for being here and sharing this with us. Uh, thank you, Manpreet, for having me. Vaheguruji ka khalsa, Vaheguruji ki fateh. Vaheguruji ki fateh. So last month, I know we're a little late on this podcast, but let's just say last month we talked, the Shabbat was the ungraceful bride. And this month's Shabbat is the graceful bride. I know people have been waiting for it. Apologies for the delay. But with no further ado, let's get into the graceful bride. Thank you, Manpreet. So um, it's Suhi Mahalla Pehla Suchajji. Jatu Tame Sabko. Tu sahib meri raas jiyo. Tud antar ho sukhvasa. Tud antar sabas jiyo. The title of this Shabbat, as transcreated, The Graceful Bride. O life of life, O breath of breath, when you are with me, I have all wealth. O life of life, O breath of breath, when you are within me, comfort, grandeur, exists within me. O life of life, O breath of breath, in your will, I sit on a majestic throne. In your will, I wander begging. O life of life, O breath of breath, in your will, Water flows in dry lands. In your will, lotus blooms in the sky. O life of life, O breath of breath. In your will, I cross the world ocean. In your will, I drown. O life of life, O breath of breath. In your will, I get colored by husband. I am absorbed in the treasure house of virtues. O life of life, O breath of breath. In your will, husband seems fearful. Hence, I go through birth death cycles. O life of life, O breath of breath. In your will, husband is unweighable, unreachable. I fall down acknowledging. O life of life, O breath of breath, what to ask, what to say, what to listen. I hunger and thirst for your vision. O life of life, O breath of breath, in Gur Shabbat, I met husband. This is Nanak's true prayer. So you know, Manpreet, last month's Shabbat was Suchajji, the ungraceful bride. This month is Suchajji, the graceful bride. Suchajji, Kuchajji, and Gunvanti are three Shabbats that are in the same thread. The first two are by Guru Nanak Sahib, and the third one is by Guru Archan Sahib. This Shabbat Suchajji is also revealed in the Suhi Rag, the Rag of Deep Love. 
Um, in the last month's podcast, you know, I went over the titles of the Shabads in great detail. So just doing a recap, Kuchaji, uh, one who does not know the right way to do things, does not have the right manners. It also means does not have the right lifestyle. Suchaji, one who knows the right way of doing things, has the right manners and the right lifestyle. The Guru transforms. So let's look at this Shabbat in that light, transforming Kuchajis to Suchajis and then to Gunbantis, the ones who are full of virtues. In the last month's podcast, that was on Kuchaji. I also went over the second Shabbat, you know, that appears in the title Bride. I have used Bride because of the symbolisms that the Shabbat is laden with. And I also explained my thought process in using O Life of Life, O Breath of Breath, with the L in the life, the first life being capital and the first breath B being capital, which was my way of describing geo that appears at the end of every line in this Shabbat as well. So the last month's Shabbat, Kuchaji, began with, I am an unvirtuous bride and have a mirage of flaws. How can I expect a pleasure union from husband? And here husband is the divine because all of us are brides. However, this Shabbat, Suchaji, begins on a positive note. When you are with me, I have all wealth, Jio. And here, Manpreet, I want to pause here. I want to take a moment. This is the literal translation, and we all understand this line to some extent or the other, that when you are with me, I have all wealth. I have everything, right? However, I want to go a little deeper. So bear with me. Walk with me. See it through my eyes. Feel it through my heart. I feel I'm witnessing, observing, kind of seeing, but not quite sure what the right word is. But this Shabbat speaks to me at multiple levels. This is what I call the internalization of love. Instead of adoring or loving something outside, which is separate, there is an internalization. This is as if, um, as if there's a unification of uh, vision and perspective versus a view of duality. And by that I mean is your, when your insights and how you view life have merged when there is a oneness in your thinking and what you are seeing in your actions. There is that unity. So now think about it, you know, in the worldly sense, when people who say, you know, we're doing puja, people who worship, who do puja, mostly do it with the sense of me and the divine, me and the other person. They worship something external. This is, you know, contemplate on this. We are worshipping something external. And this shows up 
multiple times in the way we worship because it's become a ritualistic practice. It is worshiping something external or separate. Now take the same point of view and bring it to the material world. And maybe, and then you know that you begin to even say that I love you, but what does that really mean? Because that love is not the love which comes from unity. Because that, because love, which we so commonly say and just just say it out amongst each other, is also based on false assumptions and duality. Just just think about it. Um, most of the times, you know, when we worship, we are we are seeking something, material flavors. There, there's a there's a relationship there. Okay, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that for me. And if I may be so bold enough to say that this is how the world terms or looks at love. And that is just not love. More often than not, we hear, well, I'll do this for my partner. My partner will do this for me. There's like a quid pro relationship. You know, I'll bring this to the table and my partner will bring that. There's a profit loss kind of a deal going on. These are all transactions. This is not love. This is not the love that is born from the unitive vision of life. You know, when love is born from that unitive vision, it is a force to reckon with. It leaves you totally transformed. And then the words that flow from within you are, I have no option but to love. Love is just flowing. I am not doing anything for this love to flow. And this love is not dependent on what I am receiving. It is just flowing through me for you. It is as if a force far greater than anything has entered you. And you are a witness. You are actually witnessing this force within you. This is an incredible, powerful, transformative experience. You know, Guru re redefines everything. So in that spirit, um, I want to share what um, the first Pacha, Guru Nanak Sahib, reveals on page 489 of the Guru Granth Sahib about puja, about worship. This is what he reveals. I would make your nam the sandalwood and my mind the stone to rub it on. For saffron, I would offer good deeds. Thus, I perform worship and adoration within my heart. Perform worship and adoration by meditating on nam. Without nam, there is no worship and adoration. I've internalized these lines and this is what I hear that Guru Sahib is not endorsing puja, worship. What I feel Guru is reve revealing, you know, per my limited understanding, is that when a lover, yes, a lover, you know, who is a lover? A lover is one who is on the love path, the prem marag. So when a lover connects with Nam, then within her body, 
within her consciousness, worship happens effortlessly, naturally, intuitively. It's not something she does. It flows. It takes place naturally. Now think about it. This is a major departure of the way we look and our understanding of puja or worship. And this, this is such an amazingly beautiful revelation gifted by Guru to us that when one is connected to Nam, worship transpires effortlessly within you. What an, what an incredible, beautiful stage to be in where the worship is actually happening 24-7 within you. Whatever you see, whatever you do is in the form of worship. You're honoring the one. You're honoring everything. So everything that flows from you, through you, is in that spirit. I know I've taken you all on this journey and you've been with me since the beginning of the Shabbat, but I so wanted to take you on that because now I want you to look at the Shabbat from that perspective, from that lens of that oneness. So let's look at the first line. When you are with me, I have all wealth, Geo. So the essence is when you are in my consciousness, when you are in my consciousness, what happens? My worldview changes. So what is that change? That change is that everything is mine and I'm part of everything. I have everything. My idea of rust, which is wealth, which possession changes, no longer, no longer does this worldly idea of wealth Hold me, because I have something much more powerful within me that is bringing me that joy. My, what I have considered as wealth has changed, because now I recognize, I have come to understand, the true wealth is Nam. Nam is the jewel of jewels. So, you know, when your perspective of wealth changes, then all your worries of sustenance, possession are over. They no, they no longer concern you. You begin to see everything from the perspective of hukam, that I will receive everything from the source. You begin to look at material things differently. It's not that you give them up, but they are no longer... Your focus, they no longer have the power over you. So the first line is, when you are in my consciousness, then I have everything, Geo. And the next line is, when you are within me, which means when I'm internally connected to you, when I have found you within me, when I have realized that you are within me, then what happens? I am in comfort. I'm in grandeur. I'm in bliss. And why do you experience this bliss? Why do you experience this, this majestic feeling 
this being on a high because there is no separation. You don't feel that separation. The merger between the you and the I has transpired. You're literally, as my mother would say, you're flying. It, it is an incredible intoxication and a high. So the next four lines of the Shabbat are on Hukam. And they are an extension of that thought that I get, that I receive everything in Hukam. And this is realized only when there is an internalization of love, when you experience, when you see that unity all around you, and you come to the stage of understanding that everything is in Hukam. You know, your idea of possession changes. And there's a, how should I call it? There's, yeah, there's a deep understanding that you no longer need to chase after the material things, what you need to run after, and what needs to be your primary focus is to connect with that which is already within you. So, the, you know, the lines that speak on Hukam are exquisite. In your will, I sit on a majestic throne. In your will, I wander begging, Geo. It is the high and the low. I accept both. In your will, water flows in dry lands. In your will, lotus blooms in the sky, Geo. This is the power of the divine. You can change everything. You can make the water flow in dry land. The lotus can bloom in the sky. This is you. In your will, I cross the world ocean. In your will, I drown, Geo. This is the power that you can save me or you can drown me. It is in hukam. I accept whatever you are giving, whatever I am receiving. In your will, I get colored by husband. I am absorbed in the treasure house of virtues, Geo, which means that I get connected to you, to the oneness. And then when I am connected, everything, this virtues, all these virtues enter me, this treasure of virtues. I'm absorbed in them. That color of that, of that rung of love colors me. The next one is, in your will, husband seems fearful. Hence, I go through birth, death cycles, Geo. Because I'm fearful, and it's my, it's, it's, I haven't come into that understanding. So there is confusion, there is, the birth-death cycle is that every moment I die, every moment I am born. That is when I'm connected to you, I feel you, I am born. And when I don't, I die. This is that, uh, you know, the cycle of fearful. But that also is in your hukam. Because I am growing. I have not realized that you are with me 24-7. In your will, husband is unweighable, unreachable. I fall down acknowledging Geo. There is, I cannot comprehend you. 
and it is beyond my comprehension and I bow to that that you are beyond understanding my capabilities to grasp the divine. I cannot. So therefore, I bow that there is something far greater than I. So looking through the lens of Hukam, you know, changes the paradigm and how you begin to view things. This Manpreet is actually how truly free people operate. There's an incredible sense of freedom and then nothing holds you back. For there is no fear of loss of possession. There's nothing. That material hold has gone. And also, there is no fear from the loved ones, you know, your family, the, 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 the people that hold you, the attachment. In fact, the ones who have reached this level of understanding and experienced this, the world fears them. And why does the world fear them? Because they don't fit in the boxes of people's mind. They no longer can be managed. They march to their own inner tune. They are truly sovereign. You can't, they understand, they feel, but if it doesn't suit them, they walk away carefree and people wonder, how can they do that? How can they give this up? Because it's not important. There's something far more, far greater importance to them. And the last two lines are with the previous thought, for there is an ask. And the answer is, what have I, when I have learned to ask for to long for the right thing, that's love, then I found the true capital, then I found the true wealth, then I found the true rough. And then therefore, through Shabbat, I met husband within, I met you, Gur Shabadi Sahopaya. It is through Shabbat that I met you. Everything in Sikhi, the transformation happens through Shabbat. It is through Shabbat you find everything. You know, so I'm going to suggest for those of our listeners who are seeking a deeper understanding of these two Shabbats, Kuchaji and Suchaji, I would like to recommend that you look at these Shabbats and decipher for yourselves what's the one thing that differentiates the Kuchaji, the ungraceful bride, from the Suchaji, the graceful bride. Allow yourself that experience and see how it enhances your own understanding. You know, I could tell you the one thing that differentiates, but I don't want to do that. I want you to go on that journey. I want you to look at each line. I want you to think about it because your understanding will be different from mine and I don't want to color yours. So take that journey. And these two shepherds are exquisite um, and they're very personal. There's love, 
this longing, this relationship, this union, this separation, everything, all the human emotions are in these two Shabbats. So experience that. Delve into that. Enjoy that. Allow them to color you. Allow them to intoxicate you. That's um, my understanding of the Shabbat and praise. No, thank you for that. Uh, I was going to ask about the difference, but um, I guess everyone will figure that out for themselves, which is which is good, because then they'll go on their own journey and find out what it means to them. So, okay, I agree with that, but uh, I do have a question. Then another sure. one. So when you talk about hukam and you talk about love and, you know, you use Beperva, but talk about a little bit about how, yes, we are walking on or with Guru's hukam. And that's how you're sovereign. But what about the concept of like free will? Ah, free will. You You can do anything that you want to do. That there's nothing stopping you from free will. Hukum is accepting that everything that is happening is happening in, in the will. It's that acceptance. It's not saying that you should not practice this or you should not do that. The acceptance is the hukum. Not to be attached to uh, the pain or the joy or any, any emotion like that. But we are not the people to sit uh, and wait for things to come to us. We are the people that do things and then accept whatever we are doing as grace as a, in hukam. So give me an example of what you are thinking. No, I'm thinking like if whatever you're doing, however you're falling in love or however you're finding the Shabbat within you, and the things that you're doing in life every day, how you're, you know, we talked about a relationship in the beginning when you were talking about the Shabbat. Relationships could become, become transactional. But when you were talking about hukum, how if you, I'm, I don't want to get too philosophical, but if you are doing things which you think are your own free will, are you just acknowledging that my free will too is going along? With Guru's hukum? Your free will is if you want to have a deeper relationship, if you want to know the purpose of life, if you want to be on the love path, then the hukum it only comes when you have accepted Guru in your life, right? Until then, there is no hukum. The hukum only happens when there is an acceptance that there is a path that you have allowed these teachings, that you are willing, you have surrendered to these teachings, to this way of life. And so therefore now your worldview has changed. What you have actually said, that free will of yours, that you have submitted to Guru and say, my will is not as great as yours. And therefore, I am going by your will, your teachings, and then whatever happens in that is hukum. Does that make it a little clearer? That does. That does. Now I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Hukum is only for those who have accepted Guru. 
It's only when that acceptance comes. Otherwise, it is your will. Everything is your will. It is when you say, I can no longer, this is beyond me. I cannot think. I'm accepting. I have surrendered. It is you. It is no longer I. Of course you falter because we are humans and we are, we are, you know, constantly learning. But that doesn't mean that we stop. The acceptance, the, you know, I mean, I falter so many times and I'm saying, what is this with me? Why is this happening over and over? But that's the process. And hopefully, you know, it becomes infrequent. But in the early stages, it's frequent. And either you can beat yourself down, which I did, but it was counterproductive, or say, accept it as this is part of the learning and I will get stronger with every time. It's recognizing when you fall from grace or whatever it is and then having the strength to admit it and then move on. That is that is what gives you the strength. That is what gives you the courage. That is what gives you character to be able to acknowledge to yourself and then say, move on. Let's work towards it. Never losing sight of where you want to, what your path is. You may meander, you may go a little here, a little there, but you always come back to the center that this is where I want to be. Even knowing that this is where you want to be is a huge blessing. It's grace to even acknowledge that. Otherwise, you can go through your entire life without that, without a sense of purpose, without a sense of belonging, just whatever else, and which is fine too. But the ones who seek, the ones who want something deeper, want a deeper connection, then this is the path for them. This is the path in the Guru's way. And therefore, this idea of free will doesn't come into the picture because this is something that they are seeking. For a seeker, the, how should I say, they will do anything and everything to experience that. Whatever they want to experience. When you want to become a doctor, you spend the late nights, the long nights, you work day and night to pass that exam, you know, and get your residency and everything because that is what they are seeking this is no different if you are if you are seeking something to experience something then you do anything and everything for it thank you Sinikar I appreciate your thoughts on this Shabbat uh, you read it very beautifully and I hope the listeners do go and then read the uh, ungraceful bride, read the graceful bride and figure out for themselves the difference and what it means to them. I think it's a it's a pretty good journey that they could uh, be on. So before we go, any final thoughts on the Shabbat? You know, I've been these two Shabbats have been with me for quite some time and uh, they've really helped me understand love um, understand separation, the pain of separation, the joy of love, 
um, the intoxication, everything. And that's why I want our listeners to really experience that for themselves. Um, it's very, very, this is, uh, these two Shabbats are easy to connect with because they're simple in the sense the language is not, uh, you know, it's easy to decipher the human emotions we can all relate to. And I just want them to have that experience. And these two Shabbats of, are of Guru Nanaksa. What better way to celebrate, you know, Nanakshai 550? This is their own personal celebration of saying, I'm, con- I'm taking the time and just going to, um, you know, delve into these two Shabbats and see what I find for myself. And I guarantee you, it will be a beautiful journey. So listen to the Shabbat in the sense, listen to the Kirtan, um, because when you listen, it moves you in different ways. Um, and you know, the idea of also Manpre, this is a very humbling, uh, these two Shabbats are very humbling for, I'm going to say something, for, for the men, because this is a feminine voice. Imagine yourself listening to the shepherd and saying, you know, I get colored by a husband. I found the husband within me. This is very humbling for the males. And hopefully it will soften them a bit to look at that shepherd in that feminine voice to really see what it is saying. This is an acknowledgement that I am not the most, I cannot understand everything and I have fallen on your feet because I know you are beyond my capabilities of understanding and unreasonable. Right? And then there is that wonderful line, you know, what do I ask for when you are, you know, you are the breath of my breath, you are my geo. You are everything to me. So what do I ask for? What do you ask somebody who means so much to you? What do you say to that individual? I'm bringing it down to the very human level. When you have a relationship with someone who you call Geo, that you are my life of life, you are my breath of breath, I don't know what to ask you. Because you are that. What do you say to that individual? You know, all you say is, I just want to be with you. I hunger for you. I thirst for you. That's it. Look at that and bring it down to your own relationship. Do you have that? Can you feel that in your relationship? Do you want it? you long for it? Has that even come into your thought process? Because it's very real. And that's why these two particular Shabbats to me are so, have been so important. I mean, every Shabbat is important, don't get me wrong. But in my personal growth, in my journey, uh, these two Shabbats really spoke to me at multiple levels. I hope 
I wish the joy that I am experiencing and what I have experienced and the the abundance and you know really the experiencing the vastness uh, within me the growth within me to look at love in that light to want to experience love in that light to stretch myself has been an incredible gift and i wish that on everyone for them to experience it well i hope the listeners i really hope the listeners uh uh, take you on your word and go and figure this uh, these two Shabbat out for themselves and figure out uh, what it means to them because I, I think you put it in a in a very good way and I think you and um, uh, everyone that helped you at the Sick Research Institute really transcribed these Shabbats and transcreated them in a way that I hope affects people to at least go and and learn for themselves so we really really appreciate that. Thank you and. Um... Until next time, Manpreet. Yes, until next time. We appreciate uh, this Shabbat, and I'm sure the listeners are going to await for the third part for this. So uh, we promise to not have such a big gap in between the two podcasts that we did this time. So, Inigar, once again, thank you for being here. So thank you for being here, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you, Manpreet, and uh, Guru Fateh to all, uh, to you and to our listeners. Guru Fateh.